Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome. And it's June, which means happy Pride Month, Annie. Thank you to you as well. (laughs) (laughs) So we have been doing Women Around the World for a while now. Still trying to think of a new title. Still trying to get there. Um, So let's say celebrating great people around the world. Mm -hmm. That's not a good acronym. I will say that. (laughs) But uh, I, I thought it would be interesting since this is Pride Month taking it on a personal level, um, especially about people's journeys. And and you've talked a little bit about your own journey between discovering for yourself your identity and coming out to people around you. And I thought it'd be interesting to hear of the people you admire uh, or look up to as you are processing your journey. So I'm putting you on the spot. You are. Uh, And because of that, I do have a couple caveats before I get into this, okay? So number one, this is far from an exhaustive list. Um, And I'm sure like probably an hour from now, I'll be kicking myself for people that I've forgotten or wish I had mentioned because there are a lot of people. Um, And also, I didn't have time to vet the folks that I'm going to talk about and make sure they haven't done something really terrible or problematic recently. So please give me a pass on that or let me know um, either way. But just put that out there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's good to know because sometimes we don't. We don't know some of the issues that have happened. It's always kind of a fear of ours trying to be uh, inclusive and also trying to be aware of problematic people and why we should call them out. Like there's so many times that I have researched for this specific segment that I'm like, oh no, this one bad thing, which can't be ignored, but it like you it makes you sad because you don't want to uh, negate the good things that they have done. Right. But it does make you pause and have to re- rethink what you're talking about and whether it's worth um, bringing it out or celebrating, which is a good and bad. There's so many things uh, when it comes to 
trying to celebrate people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm taking this from a very personal level. So it's coming from how they impacted me and inspired me specifically. So that's also something about uh, this. Um, I will say so many women we talk about or people we talk about on this segment have been inspirations when I hear what they're doing. Um, Books we've chosen, and one that came to mind when I was thinking about this was Charlene A. Carruthers, um, Unapologetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was great. Roxane Gay is a big one for me. Uh, Bad Feminist, like the first episode I did on this show was about that and that whole idea. And that really informed how I thought about me as a feminist and how I could be a feminist and be a better feminist, but still have these things where I like things that aren't the best feminist entertainment, perhaps, right. <laughs> the most feminist entertainment. Tanya Israel, who was on our show once, yes. um, her bi-coups she does, which are bisexual haikus, so good. Yes. Yes. I have many coworkers and friends that I would include as influences and inspirations. Many of you listeners who have written in have been so open and honest. And then a lot of people we've talked about on this show that I really... I'm glad that I encountered and encountered in college for a lot of them, but I hadn't heard of them or didn't know a lot about them. Polly Murray mm-hmm. was a big one because they just represented so many intersectional identities, also religious, Presbyterian, which is how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved learning about Polly Murray. Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. Yes. I. So I love that the impact Billie Jean King has had and continues to have. I keep seeing headlines about what she's doing now. Right. So I love that. Sally Ride, um, first, I believe, first American woman into space. Mm-hmm. Definitely up there. Oh, I loved hearing her story and all the like bull questions she had to answer about like bras and space and lipstick and space and all this stuff. And just the, she was so, the way she handled herself in those questions, I loved. And then like more currently, there's, uh, Megan Rampino, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, Abby Wambuck. Um, and I kind of, this is sort of like, I love, we've talked about, I enjoy soccer, but I have some friends who love it. And to see the impact that those two people have had on them mm-hmm. has been really powerful for me and how open they are. Uh, Laverne Cox, just because I hadn't, honestly, I hadn't seen mm-hmm. a transgender person like that in such popular media. Right. Before Laverne Cox. Right. And also continues to do amazing things. Uh, Linda Carter, who played Wonder Woman, you might have seen recently, made some headlines because she tweeted this very beautiful artwork from Paulina Gonicho. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, That was like, happy pride, everybody. It was this beautiful, like, Wonder Woman with rainbows and stars behind her. And said, like, if you don't think Wonder Woman was queer. You haven't been paying attention. Mm-hmm. She's bi and trans. And I, I just loved it. It was mm-hmm. so great. Um, and of course, like through fiction, fictional women around the world, I do have a lot. Although I kind of, as I mentioned in that episode we did with Bridget on Dana Scully, who is one for me, there's a lot of fan work that I'm doing for all of these because they never were like fully confirmed as queer. Right. Mm-hmm. So Dana Scully, yeah, like she wasn't ever confirmed. But for me, for some reason, <laughs> I was like, it's a queer woman. Right. Uh, I will say Tara and Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer was just problematic for a lot of reasons, not just because Joss Whedon stuff, but also just the way it kind of handled it. But it was the first time I saw two women kiss on network TV. Mm-hmm. 
And that was a big impact on me. Xena Warrior Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my, I had a friend who loved... Again, a lot of these, I'm like... I got to see it through a friend and the impact they had on a friend. And through that, it had an impact on me as well. Um, Dr. Afra, who we talked about in our uh, fictional women around the world, who is sort of the Star Wars version of Indiana Jones. This was recent, mm-hmm. but it had an impact on me because I wasn't expecting in a comic, a Star Wars comic... Right. To see two women together, like physically. Right. And not know, like, I mean, they were clearly had had relations, but it wasn't like gratuitous or right. uh, like, oh, here are hot boobs or whatever. It was, you know, they were under the covers together and they had a relationship. Yeah. I was just shocked. Yeah. <laughs> shocked. Yeah. Ellie from The Last of Us, of course. Of course. I found out, uh, thanks to a listener who let me know this, Yelena from Black Widow is the first confirmed ace character in Marvel. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. I do love Yelena. And then I, if you will forgive me, I'm going to include two men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Samantha. <laughs> so one is Todd Chavez from BoJack Horseman. It was the first time I'd ever seen an asexual character that I know of mm. on TV. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. This I, this is me. This is what I feel. And then also, I just have to include Luke Skywalker because... I knew it was coming. I found a whole section of the internet that is very tongue-in-cheek that is called Luke Skywalker Gay Fashion Icon. And it gave me the most joy I've like, had in a long time. And it was right. hilarious. But also, I found this thing that I didn't know where um, a woman was speaking about how she... Luke Skywalker is gay. Uh, I think she just said Luke Skywalker is gay. Not I believe it, but I he, he's gay. Right. And she got booed and heckled. And then like Mark Hamill stood up in the back and said, no, she's right. <laughs> I don't know. It just gave me a lot of joy. Uh, and I think it does make me sad that it's kind of this, like I have to search and right. like squint and convince myself to see this representation. But when I can, when I find a beautiful section of the internet that Luke Skywalker is a gay fashion icon and I laugh and laugh and it brings me joy. I'll take it for now. (laughs) Right. Bringing you joy is not a bad thing. (laughs) Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, 
or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because Golden Hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. As we're talking about more icons and people coming out, there's also that conversation of your heroes who you have put on a pedestal when they fall. What do you do? What is the reaction? Because there's a lot of problematic things out in the world. We know with uh, J.K. Rowling and her her what seemingly came out with like we were so excited that maybe yes she is uh, an ally and uh, she's ex- exhibiting all this in the book and yes look she's uh, confirming that Dumbledore was gay and, and you know all of these things but then you find out her stances are very turfy and that she is exclusionary of trans because she fears trans women, which is a whole different conversation in itself. And then what do you do about that? What do you do when you have someone on such high esteem? And how do you pick yourself back up of that? And then how do you enjoy it? One of the things about that is Glee, the show, which is problematic in itself. Please don't get me wrong. But there was a lot of good representation in in LGBTQ relationships that made it normalized instead of being overly tongue-in-cheek and or uh so uh, sexualized to a certain degree. Like there was moments of like, oh, why did you have to do that? But there's so many problems within that show, including the actual people in the show that it's like, oh, now it's kind of disturbing to watch, whether it's uh, the death of your favorite actor or the death or the uh, arrest of possibly a pedophile and all of these things that happen within that show. You're like, as a person who I really love musicals, I love songs, and to see it being celebrated for the first time with like this and people loving it made me feel less nerdy, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. You know, you're like, oh yay! And then it kind of goes away because of a lot of problems that happen within it. Harry Potter, same thing. It's like I love the movies, but I wasn't the deep fan that so many people have been, where they just embraced it and took on to a part of their personality and loved it and used it as a comfort in their trauma to come back to, oh, what do I do now? Like, there's this conversation of, okay, we have to squint and really search, but what do we do when our heroes fall? And I know you were a big fan of Harry Potter. How did you feel with all of that kind of like negativity that seems to be placed on it now? And, And what are your thoughts on enjoying it today? Yeah, um... Again, I'm going to just caveat this with this is a very personal take that yeah. I have. Yeah. I did love Harry Potter 
I think it might shock you to know this, but it it was bigger than like what's happening with Star Wars right now. Like right. I loved it. Right. And it was something that got me through the most traumatic time of my life. And all my friends loved it. And I happened to be growing up at the time when it was like perfect. Like we graduated high school when the seventh book came out. We graduated college when the seventh movie came out. So it was like a very timing-wise perfect. Um, and it just meant so much to me. And it was a huge part of my identity. And I think because I wasn't on social media... I was able to avoid the knowledge of that she was J.K. Rowling was a turf for a long time, and especially because she had kind of that um, reputation of being like a good ally, and right. like articles would come up about how like Trump is Voldemort, you know, like right. and it, all that stuff. So she had like that going for her, but then it just became like impossible to ignore. Right, and unfortunately for me, that has made it extremely difficult for me to engage in it. And I also hate it too, because, I mean, obviously it's awful, but uh, growing up when I liked it, there was this idea that I, it was silly to like. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I experienced. Like it was childish and frivolous and silly. And so I always felt like I had to defend why it was good and why I liked it and why it was valuable and worthwhile. And so now it's like I feel ashamed Mm-hmm. about it because mm-hmm. people know I loved it. Like, there's no way I can... If you've known me for any amount of time, you know that I loved it. And I still have, like, you know, posters up and so I haven't had the heart to take them down. But so there's that aspect of it as well. And then I hate this too. I have friends who are still really into it and I can't... If they bring it up, it's like I totally shut down. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. I would, um, but I do want to say... Some of you listeners, um, some of you trans listeners have written in and said like, it meant so much to me and this is how I'm like reclaiming it or reshaping it or all that stuff. So I don't want to, again, this is very personal to me. Right. And I don't want to take that away from anybody. And I know we had that one listener write in once who was really standing her friend yeah. who wrote the fan fiction. Yes. And I still think um, about that and they rewrote I do it too. and did a better job. <laughs> Yes, I love that too. Like, uh-huh. so I don't want like for me, it's hard. But if you can yeah. reclaim it in a way that doesn't feel like totally gross, and you can write fan fiction or whatever it is, then yeah, great. And that's the thing. It's like if it helped you process that, then that is a personal thing for you, and and it shouldn't be taken away. But yeah, the, the bigger question is like, what happens when our heroes fall? And, you know, mm-hmm. Ella DeGeneres is kind of one of those things as well because she was iconic, essentially coming out on national TV and was one of the first, and she was successful. And for so long, she had been hiding uh, that part of her identity, never really speaking too much about it. If I don't know if you remember the Ellen sitcom show that existed way before. Okay, way before. <laughs> I remember it a bit, uh, but playing the heteronormative role, she did. And then finally, I believe it was towards the end of the seasons, she just finally just came out. It just happened. Um, and it was earth-shattering for, for so many, uh, for the conservatives and for uh, the uh, non-conservatives, because it was a statement. It was a bold move during that time when on national TV that wasn't being represented like that, and especially a family sitcom. And Mm -hmm. I remember people really loving what she was doing, coming out, um, being on Time Magazine, being on all the other, I'm coming out, literally was the headline of -hmm. some of her magazines, and seeing her become that icon. And that you really wanted to 
go with because it seemed like she leveled up to this like kindness perspective and joy and giving. And maybe it was during a different time and during easier time. I don't know. But then she kind of fell from grace uh, because of a lot of the problematic things that came up from her show, her own response to some of the political conversations that were happening. Like, eh, we get it, but maybe no. <laughs> and, and the fact that, yeah, at the end of her season, I think it's finally done. Everybody was criticizing the work ethic on her set, uh, some of the things and questions and how she went after people and her guests. And again, I think this doesn't have as big of a cultural impact today maybe. I could be wrong. Let me know. But for what she did in the beginning of her career was huge and a huge risk at that point in time. Don't get me wrong. She is still a white woman, fairly rich, fairly successful. So she did have a padded uh, step up, but it still was a risk. And we know this. And to see that type of level of not necessarily like failure. It's not a failure. She's got, she made money. She made uh, killing off her show, show all of that. And she has a lot of connections. We know this. And she's not just going to go away. We know she's going to come back. It's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But it is. It was kind of hard to kind of see that to this today, to her transition today. Also with the fact that just like that she's human. And, and that's the problem is like we maybe we're putting too much on those uh, when we see that in, that are in the public eye, what is the responsibility that they hold in being human versus what's the responsibility that they hold in being a public figure? Um, so there's a whole different, there's a whole level of conversation. Of course, being a turf is a whole different, different, different conversation in itself, <laughs> especially when you're writing op-eds about why you're a turf. Mm-hmm. But there's so many thoughts to that. Obviously, I want to come back to it because it's a constant one. Like, please don't put me on pedestal. Don't put people in a higher reach because they're inevitably going to disappoint you. And here's what you need to do to pick yourself up after the point. Like, not to be the negative Nancy, but to be the negative Nancy. <laughs> yeah. And also... Sorry, Nancys. I don't want to... Because I've heard a lot of people, gay women specifically, say how much uh, Ellen DeGeneres meant. And I think that through that inspired them to either come out or pursue things they thought they couldn't pursue. So I don't want to take that away either. Hopefully, you know... Yes, we should definitely recognize problematic behavior. I'm not saying that at all. But hopefully you who took inspiration from that will move on and be better, do better. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. 
There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. And with that, uh, there's a lot of conversation about identity and being able to uh, safely be who you are and just the stigma that has played so many from being able to be themselves. And, uh, Annie, we've been able to follow your journey in this. I feel like we've really gotten to see you grow and really understand who you are just from our first episode about being ace and you having those conversations to even reading the books and um, understanding a little more about who you are. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, again, uh, you have done this very transparently for all of us. Uh, and I've asked before, but I think it's always worth coming back to what advice would you give to others who are trying to understand their own journeys? Ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say that everyone is different. Um, and I always, there's something lovely about that and also it's kind of scary about that because I'm sure all of us feel this way, but I feel like my coming out story is very, I don't want to say strange, but kind of different because I did kind yeah. of do it through a podcast. Right. I came out on this podcast before I came out to anybody right. that I knew. <laughs> like, right. really? Um, I would say definitely find yourself a support group. Uh, and you can do that in multiple ways. And I think multiple ways is the best. Like if you can find a close group of friends or you know who have your back, if you can find, there's plenty of really good online groups that you can find. A lot of cities have uh, meetups and like not to toot our own horn, but you could include us in that, like a podcast yeah. or something. Because for me, like starting on the show, I've said it before, but it was like, oh gosh, I'm not alone because I came from this small town and I just wasn't hearing this kind of stuff. And I would suggest ideally you do all of that <laughs> before coming out. Just have like a reminder, you know, there's a bigger world out there. Have a self-care plan in place. And I, I'm saying all of this as somebody who kind of didn't do it. So it's sort of like giving advice that I didn't really follow. But I just think like ideally, luckily I had all of that stuff and it worked out. 
Mm-hmm. But I think ideally you would kind of have that and be able to prepare yourself and so that you can anticipate that if there are these negative reactions from people or... Because um, it is hard and it is scary. You have this net, this yeah. safety net. Um, just like to go ahead. So it's almost like thinking about it, planning it, making sure you're taking care of yourself um, the whole way. Because it's it's kind of shocking. I'm very insulated in a lot of ways because I'm in a kind of liberal part of a kind of liberal city. But occasionally, like very recently, I got kind of a hateful thing said to me. Um, and it, I was just so taken aback by it. Because to me, I'm just me and I'm not bothering you. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have, like, even though I, did, I didn't really talk to anybody about it, I had people to go to and just sort of like, screw that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to talk. Yeah, uh, who do I need to pull up on? Because what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, this is what you need. You need a Samantha in your corner. I a person. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> I'll find you. Uh-oh. I'll find you. Definitely not listening, but uh, noted. <laughs> I'll find you. You can listen. And you know, honestly, one of the reasons I wanted to put you on the spot, as I am thinking about Pride Month and we want to celebrate, we do it throughout the year. We do it all the time. I know, like, it's just constant that we want to talk about all the amazing people, whether they're non-binary, trans, uh, or whatever. This is our constant and we want to keep it intersectional. But because it is a time that we are going to celebrate Pride Month, I was trying to think, who do I admire? Who do I see? And and not that I don't admire more people. I just have this oddness to the fact that I don't uh, look up to celebrities. That's not a thing for me. I don't know why. I've never had idols or mentors in that way. Um, But people that I look up to are people that I've seen their growth and experience. And I was like, Annie is truly one of those people that I, queer people, I admire because I've seen your journey and the joy and the pain that you've gone through, but also the way that you have really navigated a path for others, including our listeners who have reached out constantly saying, Thank you so much for your openness about you coming out, from about your trauma and understanding your trauma and how that does play into your identity as well. And just understanding even more of your queer identity uh, beyond that and, and, and who you are. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to put Annie on the spot because Aww. you're the woman <laughs> that I do admire. You're the queer person and like, not just because you're queer, obviously, but just <laughs> seeing this journey has been fulfilling for me to watch you love yourself. And that has been a glorious thing. So I wanted to take this time. I couldn't put it on the outline saying, Annie, <laughs> which I, I was typing, I was like, I'm not going to put this on here and make it really, really odd. Um, but I love you. And I wanted you to know that as someone who wants to be an ally, but honestly, just someone who's watching someone they love, find themselves, it's been amazing. And I'm glad to have been part of this journey with you. Very small, just listening, honestly, this <laughs> journey. And when I say a part, I mean listening with you um, and say that you're amazing. And uh, I hope you know that I celebrate you all the time, every time, anytime. <laughs> but yes, to me, you are someone who should be looked up to as well. So I oh, you. thank you. I love you too. <laughs> and you have been invaluable on this journey. And listening is no small thing. At all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. We're going to hit end it on that happy note. That's it.
Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And also, I'm loving seeing all of these pictures of people really joyously celebrating Pride. Uh, so keep those coming. Um, and we do have some more content around this because I know there's some a lot of negativity going on right now and that can get difficult to be bogged down in. But yes, find that joy where you can. And also, you can always reach out to us or to me yeah. specifically. Some of you have and some of you have helped me. And I love that. So... I'm I am here. And you can do that at our email, which is Stephanie Momstuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer Christina. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.